So for a while, I was angry and confused. I admit it. But this thing that I called up is like a cat. It may take its own sweet time showing up, but once there, it will wind in and out of your legs and jump on your lap and refuse to leave you alone until you pay it proper attention. And so eventually, I turned to it again, and I saw how utterly reliant the entire process was upon the removal of any form of fear. The first thing that happened happened unconsciously and was only in retrospect that I realized what it was. I noticed that if I held whatever I wanted to affect in my mind's eye, even though its outline held true, the shape would fill with sparkling light in my mind, very much like the light that you see on a body of water when the sun is really bright and the water is blown by wind and it sparkles brilliantly like liquid diamonds. And this is what I saw. And in my case, which may or may not be yours, this was apparently a visual cue, a visual manifestation of something sliding into place. It was a visual manifestation of my true unspoken realization that there are no solid things, but rather only spirit. Now, of course, I had intellectually grasped this for a very long time, but suddenly it dropped into a much deeper place, a place of knowing. Instead of believing the fact that had been provided me, this awareness became inescapable, instinctive, reflexive. And that's much, much different than intellectually grasping something. So this was my way of acknowledging that without exception, everything is spirit 100% of the time. And once we have this inescapable truth within us, then we have this dawning, this true revelation, and we find ourselves effortlessly flowing to the next facilitating truth, which is spirit can never be less than perfect. It can't. Huh. Now that's a bigger thought than you may realize, and it affects the whole playing field. So, there are no things or people or places, all with spirit. But spirit can never be less than perfect. So, why all this suffering and chaos? Suddenly you begin to see that anything and everything that is projected out there that is less than perfect is an illusion. So, for example, your illness or disease isn't something you fight and overcome as we commonly think. You understand it's more of an illusion that you let go of. And you do this by looking and seeing what is casting this illusional shadow upon your perfect spirit and then set about getting rid of it. But why would we add these illusions in the first place? Why would we do this to us? It doesn't seem to make sense. Well, though the things I'm about to say may be hard to hear, I could now see that sometimes we use sickness and disease and injury as a vehicle. A bad vehicle, but we don't see it this way at the time. We don't realize it's coming from us. For everything that appears in your world, there is a deeper belief, or otherwise it would not appear in your world. It may be a wrong belief, 
but there it is. So sometimes being sick may be the way that we buy ourselves time and distance from something else we're avoiding. And we have no idea we're doing this. Sometimes illness or injury brings us attention or an excuse to rest or be taken care of or noticed. Again, we usually have not a clue we could be doing this. Sometimes it's there as assistance in reconciling something that we want to reconcile but would never do unless we felt we had no option and were put in a particular situation. Other times sickness is just unconscious fear projected externally onto us or projected externally as people and situations to fear. And it can also come from guilt or anger or frustration personified and externalized as well as other things. It can show up in a million ways, but no matter what mask it wears, it is always the same thing. It is an illusion. Now to some of you, I know this seems harsh and sounds cruel. Who wants to point out to someone who is suffering that their illness or injury is their projection? and an illusion at that, an illusion that could seem to end the life of this dear one. Who wants to tell someone that? Well, I ask you, which of you is prepared to tell this dear one, sorry, God didn't care enough about you to keep you from suffering like the rest of us? <laughs> or, sorry, it's just random fate. You drew the unlucky card. Too bad. Now, which sounds worse? Though this idea might be new to how we look at illness and injury and not well received at first, I, for one, would certainly prefer to realize suffering was something I had caused. Because if I were doing it, then I could stop doing it. Nothing but perfection is real. You are perfect. And when we are ready to let go of these wrong thoughts and see what is actually out there, our perfection, these illusions begin to fade. Slowly and awkwardly at first, perhaps, but fade they do as we move on to a whole new playing field, one you have never seen before. Please join me in part 13 for New Frontiers, Learning to Walk.